Hey everybody, welcome back to Sex and Other Human Activities. I just did that intro as if we just came back from commercial break, which we didn't. A lot of people do that for some odd reason. Yeah, welcome back! Welcome back! It's like, no, we just started. Ooh, uh, my name is Sarah Benincasa, that is Mr. Marcus Parks. Hello. And you can find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Benincasa, twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. Um, this is a show where we talk about sex and other human activities. Indeed it is. Indeed it do. So important note, um, now that I've introduced you to the show, uh, you should know that the show is going to be ending because mm. I am migrating across the continent like like the Native Americans once migrated across the Bering Strait Ice Bridge mm-hmm. to come to our great nation, I mean our great continent, from Asia. So really they were Native Asians at the time. Uh, and then filtered down through Canada and then came all the way down to the tip of South America along with the mighty woolly mammoth. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I am I'm moving. I'm moving to Los Angeles. So so oh. we are going to – which Marcus is very angry about. Well, I'll just worry about you. <laughs> Los Angeles worry. is a horrible place where souls go to die. Well, that is true. <laughs> but it's also where souls go to work. And so yes. that's that's really my primary motivation. Not I'm not like, I'm so excited. The people, the culture, it's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, maybe I'll get more work out there. Yeah. Um, but maybe I won't. Maybe I'll move home and I'll, I'll get a job as a street sweeper. <laughs> not a bad job, really. No, not a bad job. Those machines are cool. Those big street sweeping machines. Mm-hmm. I'm into them. Alternate side parking, street sweeping day. So um, so we're wrapping up the show, and I'm tr- trying to figure out, you know, I guess it'll be in a few episodes, but I'm not sure exactly how to do that, like how to, what to go out with, you know, some sort of a bang, mm. one would hope. One would hope. But I don't know exactly what kind of a bang. So I thought maybe you guys could give us suggestions. Like what should we do for – our final episode. Email us at uh, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Like, I think it's probably too late to play on a live show. Maybe not. I don't know. It might be fun to do like an Irish wake of sex <laughs> and other human activities. And Meaning we all get very drunk. Yeah, because I would like to have a going away party. I haven't planned one. I think mm. it would be neat to do that. It might be neat to do a combination. I don't know if there's room on the schedule here at the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue, Long Island City, New York, creeklic.com. Awesome place, awesome food, big-ass multi-level comedy clubhouse where we record. Mm-hmm. Wonderful place. But that would be something to explore. Would you be interested in doing that, or do you feel like it would be too stressful? I don't know. Let's think about it. Yeah, let's think about it. Because it wouldn't have to be like bells and whistles in a hole to do. It could just be like... Okay, we're going to be recording and then drinking. You're mm. invited to join us. That might be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll think about that. So if you guys have suggestions, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. And, of course, um, please send us your questions, comments, and concerns at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com, particularly if the questions are about sexy time. Mm-hmm. Which we really don't get many sexy time questions anymore. We don't. It's mostly mental health yeah. stuff. And relationship stuff. And relationship stuff. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about something um, – today because I have to send one of my 18,000 ex-boyfriends um, because I'm a serial monogamist when I'm not being a hooker um, I have to send an ex of mine some stuff that I've had for a long time and I was thinking about it and talking to my shrink about it and I was like you know 
I fucked up the relationship. Like, it's my fault it didn't work out. And I feel guilty about it and I feel bad about it. And she's like, yeah, you say that now. But when you were actually in the relationship, you would talk about how you felt kind of choked and suffocated. Like, not by him, Mm -hmm. but by the concept of being in the relationship. You just weren't ready for it then. And I was like, you know what? That's a really good point. And that's really true. It's funny. I think that now I'm ready for what he was able to offer me then. Then I wasn't ready for that level of commitment. And if if I had faked it um, and tried to stick it out the way I, now sometimes I wish I did, mm-hmm. I think if I had faked it and tried to stick it out, I I know that I would have res- ended up resenting him. And it would have ended even worse. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like, and you would have had months more of uh, pain and uh, just a general miserable feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no. No, you did the right thing. I think that I did the right thing in the wrong way. Like, yeah. I think the way yeah. I got out of it was wrong, but I think I did the, the right thing in the wrong way. But isn't that interesting that something can be wrong for you at one point in time, but, you know, 12 months later, you can look at it and you can go, oh, that would be right for me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that happens to everyone. Um, and I think, and if I uh, am choosing this, uh, or if I'm guessing this relationship correctly, There's so many. Of it them. was an older gentleman, correct? Um, not much older. No. Not much older. No, he wasn't that much older. Well, I, I think that also, the, but even so, there was still like some age difference. A little bit, and he was also uh. more, I think, commitment-minded than I was, for well, sure. He was more mature. In that way. Well, what I've heard, what uh, what usually this is when when people tell me about this kind of relationship that they were in, and uh, when things ended uh, the way they do, as far as you know, I'm ready for this or I'm not ready for this, but you are. Um, usually, it has to do something with just age differences and life experience, and just generally what point somebody is in their life as far as yes. maturity goes. And that's really what it's about more than anything. And I guess really it's not even that much about age. I think it's more just uh, age definitely helps with that. Uh, but I think it's just about being at – you have to – if for a relationship to work, two people I, – I think two people need to be in uh, the same place in their life or at least very close to the same place um, because – if you're not in the same place in your life, I don't think you can ever really get on the same page with your relationship. Uh, and really, like, same place, I'm not even talking about career. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about the same place mentally. You have to be able to communicate with each other. Uh, and in order to be in a truly committed, truly, um, I guess, you know, a truly working relationship. I think you have to be able to communicate with each other on the same level because if you can't do that and if you don't do that, then you're going to end up getting pissed off at each other all the time. You're going to end up being frustrated with each other all the time uh, because you can't understand where they're coming from and they can't understand where you're coming from. Uh, and that's nobody's fault. That That, you know, you can't make that work at the time because the point like a year later yeah you were probably at the point that yeah that could have worked but a year later that person probably is in a completely different place yeah he's probably in a place where he's probably like i'm gonna have some fun you know like he's probably (laughs) at a totally you know different place yeah and people don't always level up 
as they grow older. You know, growing older doesn't automatically mean that you're going to be better or that you're going to have a better handle on life. Sometimes you level down. Yeah. And that's oh, how yeah. I, and that's how I think like I I find a lot of times I think of life in terms of uh, an RPG, mm-hmm. like a role-playing game. Fun, dork. <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, it's like Marcus gained a skill. You know, <laughs> like when I when I learn how to do something new, yeah. it's like uh, or if I, you know, find if I figure something out about myself or about the world or about uh, my career or something like that, I hear, I hear this little, like song in my head like dun 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 Marcus gained a level. That is so <laughs> – it just reminds me of a conversation I had once with our – you're friends with Mike Drucker too, right? You oh, know, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. I was talking when, – When he lived here, I was friends with him. I yeah. was talking to Mike Drucker once about our friend Jared Logan. Both of them right now are at the Just for Laughs festival Congratulations in Montreal. To both yeah. yeah, they got the new Faces Showcase along with other friends of ours like Jamie Lee and like just a whole Thomas Dale. Yeah, right? Thomas Dale of Cave Comedy Radio. And yeah. a whole bunch of other people because um, just, you know, our group of general friends and colleagues is very smart. And uh, I take all the credit for it. <laughs> and Marcus, you should too. I think it's all because of us. Oh, but anyway, I was, sure. talking to, I was talking to Mike about Jared one time and he goes, he didn't know I knew Jared. And he goes, oh, he was my dungeon master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys. And yeah. out of context, he was my dungeon master. <laughs> took me on a really interesting journey. I can imagine. A very interesting journey very I quickly. I was like, what? Dungeons. How? They played Dungeons and Dragons together. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was and Jared like, is a fan. From what I hear, Jared is a fantastic dungeon master. I was like, well... Okay, but yeah, role playing games are fun. I should have. Yeah. I wish I had like gotten into more of that in high school. But then again, I probably wouldn't have been as popular. Yet at the same time, maybe I would have been happier. Maybe. Well, I think of it more in video game terms because oh, I, I like yeah because I love role playing games like video games. Oh yeah. Uh, stuff like Skyrim and like Legend of Zelda back in the day, Secret of Mana, like the old like Super Nintendo. I used to play King's Quest, like the PC games. King's like Quest PC is fucking awesome. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Text based. Yeah. Those, I have those. it on my computer. I play it sometimes. I just go and walk around in the world. Cause comforts me <laughs> yeah king's quest 3 that's what yeah that's how i play fallout 3 yeah like <sighs> games like that like rpg games i i think it's like when i gain a new item it's like okay well with this item i'm gonna be able to level up quicker yeah you know and that's and i think of it that way but life isn't exactly like that because unfortunately, in a, unfortunately life isn't that simple uh because you know people do level down sometimes they regress they uh relapse they go back to bad habits that they had once kicked uh and whether that's you know you know drinking or just treating people like shit either one like or cheating on a spouse or or a loved one or something like that you know person may go through an entire they may have one relationship that ends because they cheated on someone the next relationship ends for a completely different reason and they were completely monogamous and then the relationship after that ends because they cheated on someone you know people people go back and forth uh so the guy that you were with quite possibly um, he could have gone back, you know, a few steps while you went forward. I guess the point that I'm trying to make is to think back and think like, okay, I was like, don't think back and think, okay, I was ready for that relationship now. Like what that relationship uh, offered, you know, I can handle that now. Think when that relationship is that relationship, that kind of relationship offers itself in the future. 
uh, with a completely different person yeah. and a completely different personality think, I'm prepared for that now. I'm prepared. I've thought about that. I'm I was like, you know what? Future. I'm not going to miss out on that the second time around. Like, not, yeah, not exactly. I don't mean with him because it's not going to happen with him. No, of course not. But, like, I thought about it and I was like, you know, and I was thinking about it and I was like, I was like, I, I feel kind of unfinished. You know, do I need to like have a talk with him or something? And I was like, no, I don't. The reason I feel unfinished, it's not about him. It's about me. Exactly. It's about me. It would be selfish to talk to him and, and bring up some of this old sad stuff to him because he's, you know, moving on with his life. Mm-hmm. And we have a fine relationship. Like we just talked the other day, actually. But it's not it's not like BFF or anything, obviously. It's just it's cordial the of way course. that I think it should be. But I have a real, I have an ex girlfriend much the same way. Yeah, yeah. and it, we might become. I mean, we could become friends in the future, as I've become friends with some of my ex boyfriends now that they're older, they're married, they have kids. Mm. But I think about it, and we're we're still not BFF. Like I'm still very conscious of boundaries, but it just doesn't hurt as bad. Like the knowledge that I hurt them or that they hurt me, that memory just doesn't isn't as alive anymore after time and i think time is really the biggest healer when it comes to these things oh yeah without a doubt yeah there was a relationship that i had in college the last one that i had in college so i've talked a little bit about this and we we actually got a letter that deals with this sort of thing you know a kid that uh he's 19 you know he broke his first heart Mm. you know which which everyone you know most people have to do at some point in their life you know where you you love a person but you know that it's not right you know and then it just won't work out and also you know this guy's 19 so you know the roles are different uh, and the way that you approach things are different. Of course, everything is so much more dramatic and, you know, blown out of proportion when you're that age. And, you know, and this guy's struggling with uh, with breaking someone's heart mm-hmm. and with the guilt that comes with that. Uh, and, you know, and I understand that. I know you understand that, too. You know, the one that I had was back in college. Uh, it was she was the girl that I was with and I had my first nervous breakdown. And mm-hmm. she bore the brunt of that. Like with I mean, I. I mean, I was never like willfully mean to her, but I fucked with her and just through my own mental processes and not knowing really what was going on in the world at all and not knowing what was happening outside of my own head or what it was doing to the people in my life or the person in my life Mm because she she got the majority of it. Um, And I had to deal with breaking her heart and with fucking that thing up, which after I kind of got a little bit better, I became obsessed with her and obsessed with trying to get her back. But I had hurt her so bad that she would barely even talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when she did talk to me, it was to tell me that she was with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually saw the two of them together. And that, woo, that was bad. That's a bad feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, I, yeah it, it's a very, very bad feeling. Um, and it took me... I would say, I mean, it took me years to get over that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and years before I didn't. But it took me years before I stopped thinking about her every day. Like, and probably three, four, five years, or about I would say three or four years before I stopped thinking about her every day and stopped thinking what if, and stopped thinking you know if I would have pulled it, if I would have pulled through on this thing, and if I would have stuck with her. Uh, then you know, like, what if? What would my life be? Would my life be any better? Would it be worse? Uh, and then, and then every, and then I found out she moved up here, mm-hmm. uh, not too long after I did. 
And so I started thinking about it even more. And I thought every single day, it's like, is this the day that I run into her? And I would like almost subconsciously look for her everywhere, you know. And then one day I finally did run into her. And I, my knees started shaking, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it was like this like weird feeling. And then I got over it. And I, after I saw her again, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. You know, like that was okay. And to see that she was fine and that her life was, and she was doing well. She was like living in Chinatown. She loved the job that she had. She looked well. She looked like she was doing okay. Sometimes it's really healing to see that. And again, that only comes with time. When you see the person, when you're like, I fucked the, like, you know you fucked the person over. Mm-hmm. And you think in your head, you remember them from when they were devastated by whatever it is that you did yeah. or that you did not do. And that was my last memory of her. And then you see them and you're like, oh, wow, you're a person who's who's come through. And inevitably you make it worse in your head. And part of that I think is... Part of that, I think, must be ego for us. Uh, you know, it's definitely. I must ego. have. I, I'm. I am still powerful. Like my love must have like broken her or mm-hmm. whatever that kind There's of. There's no way that she could possibly recover from the <laughs> love that I gave her. Have you seen my penis? <laughs> it's full of jam. <laughs> I come smuckers. Marcus. Marcus comes raspberry <laughs> smuckers. Definitely raspberry. And her my- vagina is peanut. Butter. <laughs> That'd be so gross. Together we made a sandwich. It was delicious. And I vomited milk. <laughs> <laughs> but then you kind of, you, sometimes I laugh like Lisa Simpson, and I think I just kind of laughed like Lisa Simpson. She goes like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, you think like, oh, they're devastated forever. Uh, and then sometimes years later you see them and you're like, well, you're fine. Or, or you talk to them and you're like, you, you'd be like, hey, man, remember? You know, this isn't happening to me with friends. It's happened to me with other people where they've talked to me and been like, I'm so sorry. I was such a dick to you. And I'm like, you were? I don't even yeah. remember that. <laughs> or there have been times when I'm like, it's cool. Like, I do remember that. And I haven't I haven't held on to it a whole bunch, but it's cool to hear from you. And, and vice versa. There have been times when I was like, oh, I feel like I was... I treated you like shit, and they're like, you know what? That was two years ago. My life is a lot better now. I've met this great person. I've uh, and when so I think when you truly like, truly love the person, you are glad. Some part of you is glad, even if you're jealous and sad. Some part of you is glad that they have found a way to move on and that they have found love. Like I was thinking about it the other day and I was about this dude in particular and I was like, you know, if I found out and I've been with other people since since him. So this is obviously like hypocritical um, or or maybe just unrealistic. But it was like if I found out he was with somebody else, you know, would I how would I feel? And I thought I would be part of me would be a little jealous or a little envious. But most of me would be happy for him yeah, because he deserves to be with somebody awesome. And I don't think he particularly adores me at the present moment. <laughs> I don't think he hates me. I don't think he loves me at the present moment. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and it's not like I would be filled with, and part of that is not just like noble hoping the person will be fine. It's because that would be a sign to me like, oh, okay, I didn't break him. Like, mm-hmm. And of course I didn't break him. Like, I think he's no. stronger and, more mature than I am in many ways. And I think going back to what you were saying earlier, I think it had to do not so much with age difference, but with life experiences. He's been through some life experiences that have aged him and matured him. And I think he 
you know, we were just in different places. Mm -hmm. And if he had caught me when I was 24, I think I would have been on board. I'm 31 now, but I, when I was 24 versus when I was 30, I was way more commitment minded at 24. Yeah. I was like, let's it's get funny engaged. funny how that works out. Yeah. I was like, I want to get engaged. I want to get married. I was all set on this one guy. And thank God he dumped me because, you know, my life turned out a lot better. We would be divorced and I would have like a kid. Yeah. But anyway, back to this. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. But no. back, back to this, uh, this kid who's 19. So he's feeling guilty because he broke his first heart. Well, let's, uh, let's read the letter. Okay. Yeah. It says, uh, hey, Sarah, I love your show and feel oddly self-important actually emailing this to you instead of on form spring or something. Oh, yeah. I have been in an overall two. I've been in overall two relationships by my current age of nineteen, and I just broke the heart of a girl who was head over heels in love with me after nine months. I did not share that degree of affection for her. I've been going around finding comfort in friends, talking about it, and generally not letting my headphones be quiet. I keep a bunch of videos and podcasts on to occupy my headspace, and I suppose I just wanted to find some comfort in someone whose podcast I enjoy and admire, and who has so much relationship experience. There's just a hurting in my chest over guilt and missing the good times. I'm wondering how often you might have gone through this, the relapse period where you think so often about getting back together that you can't stand that they won't talk to you anymore. I've already gotten sympathy and similar stories from friends, but hearing from you wouldn't hurt either. I really respect you, and if you could, I think I'd prefer an email back instead of waiting a month for a show. Ha ha. Uh, sorry. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, sorry. It's a passive-aggressive yeah, yeah, dig yeah. at us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love it, but it seems like you guys are hardly doing it anymore. Well, we're, we've been busy. We've been busy. Uh, thanks, Sarah. Your podcast have been comfort to me in times I'm feeling lonely or down like right now. We're sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. thank you. know what? This this email came in maybe like, what, a week ago? Yeah, something like that. Hey, you're getting it answered within a week probably. Or yeah, a week. Ten days or two weeks. Ten days. Something so, like that. So settle down pal, a little bit. Pal, yeah. boy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you just today, I can relate to him because just today I – was listening to a podcast by Tara Brock, who is a Buddhist psychologist and teacher. And um, she was recommended to me by our friend Livia Scott, who's great. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to her podcast and she talks about just kind of how to deal with shit in life through kind of a Buddhist lens. And so it's interesting. Um, and, it's, you know, some of it I can relate to and some of it I can't. But I was listening to it and I was laying down in my bed and I realized I was listening to it just to hear someone talk because I didn't want to think about the sadness I was feeling about this guy. Yeah. And the reason the sadness is coming up is because, like I said earlier, I have to return some stuff of his. So this is a situation in which, you know, I'm sure some of my friends who know the whole story would be like, you didn't fuck up. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm just going to say it's a situation I feel that I fucked up. I feel I made the wrong choice. I feel that I took a a cowardly and hurtful way out of a situation instead of being honorable. Well, That's no matter, how I feel. Well, no matter how many, much your friends tell you. Right. Because I had a lot of friends tell me the same thing with this girl in college. They're like, you know, you guys were wrong for each other. You made the right decision. You did it the wrong way. Like, I kicked her out of, uh, of uh, the house on Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. happened. Hey, right. you know what? I've done some fucked up shit that yeah. I like can't talk about, but yeah. like <laughs> real yeah, fucked like, up I, shit. I'm definitely not perfect. I've done some bad shit. 
in in my life and I've I've treated some and I've treated women badly, you know, and I've treated uh friends badly, you know, like I I've I've done a lot of bad things and and I've got a lot of guilt involved in that, you know. I think we both do. Oh god, know. I've cheated on guys, I've lied, I've been I mean, one time I cheated on a guy with his roommate. Oh. I mean, it's literal roommate in college in the room roommate, not even like they were both in the apartment. Oh. I know, right? Nin- 19 years old what a hooker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't yeah. even bl- I've you know I've cheated on on other dudes too like so I can't blame it on age I can't be like I was so crazy mm-hmm. it's like well no like I've repeated that behavior at other times yeah. too like I've definitely done some shit but we've also done some good stuff and loved people and cared about them yeah. and been good to them and, and made you know. people's lives better you know mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even in the, and I'm not even saying in the past. I mean, me as well. Like, and before I got with Nikita for like a year, after uh, broke up with you know with my long term girlfriend uh, of like three years. Like, I spent it, like I did not treat women well for a while. You know, I I really didn't because and I think that was you know a I had a I think I had kind of a negative view towards women for a while after that, uh, and I'm not really sure why. I, I'm t- still to this day. I'm not really sure why that got in my head. Uh, I wouldn't say I became uh, no. I became a bit of a misogynist, mm. like a little bit for for a little while, where I wanted like I wanted to to hurt a woman. Yeah, I, I wanted to do it, uh, and I uh, like because I I couldn't because <laughs> I couldn't hurt the woman who hurt me because I loved her. Right. You know, and so uh, you're going to act that out some other so, way. So yeah, so I, I and well, honestly, I don't know if I consciously wanted to, you know, if I consciously knew at the time that no, I No, I wouldn't but think I you re- would consciously think that. But yeah. I but I remembered like some of the things that I that I wrote at the time and some of the things that I was thinking and some of the fights that I tried to start online uh with other podcast or not tried to start but talked to people about starting and they were particularly Ben he was like let's not do that like let's not start a fight (laughs) yeah let's not start a fight with the feminists yeah Uh, (laughs) it's never a good move always so angry they always win they always win they get so mad before you you know it and I'm a feminist but like you know some of my uh, some of my sisters my sisters at arms are they're just a lot. I can't handle them yeah. sometimes. I would rather perform in front of an NRA convention <laughs> than in front of the National Organization of Women. I really would. And I have donated to the National Organization for Women. I will do so in the future. Mm-hmm. I've donated to Planned Parenthood, all these places. I would rather do an NRA crowd because uh, because I'm going to let you take this I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I have an answer but I'm going to let you take this yeah, one. Yeah. Um, it's because, okay, anybody who's an extremist, and I talked to the Daily Beast about this recently because we were talking about the whole Daniel Tosh thing and the rape jokes that he did. And, mm-hmm. um, and by extension, the Louis C.K. The thing. Louis C.K. thing. I was talking about the Louis C.K. thing where people were, some people were flipping out on Louis C.K. because he said, you know, feminists and comedians are natural enemies. And it's I said- true. I, well, I think it's more specific than that because I'm a feminist and I'm not yeah. an enemy of comedy, right? And a lot of feminists aren't. Well, extreme like feminists. Extreme, what I would call a radical feminist because all radicals can't 
laugh about shit. No. So they just can't, they can't laugh at themselves. And if you can't laugh at yourselves, you're an enemy of comedy. And that's, that's true for like, like if you got a bunch of like, I don't know, Muslim terrorists in the room and we're like, hey, hijackers, let's do some jokes. Like they probably wouldn't be able to laugh at themselves. Now, the NRA convention, would they be able to laugh at themselves? Some of them would, some of them wouldn't. But some of the shit that I said, but it wouldn't bother me as much if they got pissed off at me. Yeah. The feminists, the reason I don't want to do like a now convention or whatever, unless they want to pay me, in which case, <laughs> email my <laughs> manager, Carrie Smith Eskia, that's White Smith Entertainment. Um, anyway, uh, is because it would upset me more because I identify more with them. If I got yeah. up in front of a bunch of gun nuts and I said some shit and they didn't laugh at it, I'd be like, fuck you, you people are idiots. But because I respect the feminists, it would be I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to run the risk. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to this kid. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I've been I mean, I've, I've been where you are. Um, I remember being in high school, breaking this guy's heart. He was so good to me and so nice. And he wanted to get married to the point where he like didn't want me to go away to college. He wanted me to stay home and Ooh. live at home. And that would have been just that would have been a debacle. So clearly I see now that, you know. By the way, kids, if you're ever faced with that choice, choice college. college. Do not stay in your hometown with no. your high school boyfriend and girlfriend. No. That is the worst decision you could make. Don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I, I broke this kid's heart and I felt terrible about it. I felt terrible about it for years. I still think of him with extra fondness. I mean, he and his wife just had a baby like oh. last month and he was so excited and he, he, cause we, over the years we made up and made our peace and um, he uh, he emailed me and was so stoked. He's like, you got to see these pictures. She's so beautiful. We're so excited. He was just so proud, so excited about what he and his wife did. And it was really neat to see, and it was really touching. And I hope for you that one day you can have that kind of relationship with this girl. Now, that may not happen. And it's okay yeah. if that doesn't happen. Because some people, my brother thinks it's weird that I stay in touch with my exes. A lot of people think it's weird. Yeah, they're people like, think it's weird that I stay in touch with my exes. Too. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're like, it's over. Why are you staying in touch? Why are you keeping something alive that's dead what really weirded people out is when my current girlfriend and my ex showed up at a party together (laughs) and i wasn't there that's so funny (laughs) that's awesome well they hang out they hang out together like yeah it's that is the weird it's it was weird at first but now it's fine yeah my my current girlfriend and my ex-girlfriend my ex long-term girlfriend uh, who actually listens to the show? Hello. Uh, Hello, and does not ever want me to say her name. That's fine, <laughs> Brenda. <laughs> That's okay, Brenda. She's a much more private person than Nikita. Uh, but uh, yeah, they showed up to a party together, and then the and they showed up to a part to a party where there was another girl that I had dated before my current girlfriend. Oh wow, she was there as well. Uh, and so, like, people are looking around the room. They're like, Jesus Christ, Marcus's dick has been all over this room. I have had moments at the creek in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> as recently as yesterday. <laughs> where I am ensconced on some sort of throne, a la Jay-Z and Kanye. I'm sitting, I'm drinking a margarita. I look around, and I'm like, I 
have had relations with more than one of these people over mm-hmm. the past several years of my life here in New York. I've lived in New York for seven years. The comedy community is relatively small. If you choose to like dip your wick or not dip your wick, but I don't know, open your candlestick, <laughs> whatever the fuck. Open your candle maker. If you choose to fuck people yeah. <laughs> who in a small community, I'm sure it's the same among figure skaters, for example. <laughs> uh, you know, It was the same in my uh, college radio station. Eventually you just are like, uh, Oh, wow. Okay. And it just, you know, memories from different parts of your life come together and you're like, well, it's, it's nice that those people are friends. <laughs> it's weirding me out, but it's, I have nothing to do with oh. them, so that's fine. But, um, yeah, I mean, that happens. And that to you, young sir, young 19-year-old sir, that, you know, may happen to you at some point in time. I mean, you're, I guess, in college now, right? Like he, see, if he's, in, if he's I'm 19, guessing he's in I'm college. guessing he's in college. Yeah. Unless he's like a Canadian or a foreign, because sometimes they go to high school longer. He has a very foreign lo- name. Hmm. He might just be at the end of high I school. I think he's Irish. Really? Yeah. That's so fun. He's got a very Irish name. All right, foreign. So, <laughs> listen, Patty McGee. <laughs> so, this is what's going to help you. Time is going to help you. But here's what I want you to do. It's very important. I was talking to my shrink about it. I talked to her about many things, obviously. But I was saying to her, I want – I was talking to her about breaking up with New York City. Because mm-hmm. she, she was like, well, what about – I was saying I have trouble with goodbyes. A lot of times I'm just like, peace out, or I'll just immediately become – throw myself full tilt boogie into a new thing, mm-hmm. a la a new relationship, rather than dealing with the emotions from the past one. So – and like last year that like came back to haunt me. So I was like – She's like, what about breaking up with New York? You know, like you can always come back and visit your families near here, but you're leaving and that's the end of a period of time in your life. And even if you move back here, like this still is a particular period of time. And I was like, I want to go through the emotions as I have them rather than staving them off and trying to hide them by by just keeping super busy Mm -hmm. or by focusing on like, LA is going to be so great and like setting it up as this unrealistic thing just so I can fantasize about it. And I was talking to um, I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying the same thing. He was like, you know, I know you really well and don't use like a relationship as something to obsess over. Don't use a job as something to obsess over, like go through the feelings. So I would say to you, 19 year old sir, that it's good to keep busy, but give yourself some like feelings time every once in a while. Like even if once a week, just sit down quietly with your own thoughts. Maybe write in a journal to give yourself a little activity, a little I say direction. That'd be the best thing to do because you gotta let it out. You gotta write about. It. There's a difference between letting out your feelings and obsessing over it. Letting out your feelings is being like, all right, I'm gonna sit down for 15 minutes. I'm just gonna write about how I feel. It's Wednesday. It's feelings time. <laughs> Sit down, you know, do it. And if you start to what you start to feel, notice how it feels in your body and how it feels in your chest. Like, is it a feeling of heat? Is it a feeling of coldness, tightness? What's happening? Tingling? Do you feel nauseous? Like, notice that and just keep taking deep breaths and allow the waves of feeling to go through. Um, Don't be paralyzed by it, but give yourself time, because if you don't deal with the feelings, you know, at least a little bit, they'll come back and bite you in the ass later. Yeah. And it sucks. I mean, I'm ta- speaking as someone who has spent the over half of her life dating dudes and practicing, like, not what I'm preaching. Basically just jumping from guy to guy to guy without taking time in between to deal with the feelings. And then, like, visiting my feelings about the previous dude on the next dude. You don't want to be that guy or girl. No. Because no, it no. sucks. That's the worst fucking thing you can do. No. Oh, yeah. Because I've been really on the is. other end of that, too. 
and that sucks. So you need yeah. to really process this, let it out, keep talking to your friends about it the way that you do, and keep having fun to balance it out. It sounds honestly like you're, I know you're in a sad place, but it sounds like you're on the right track in a healthy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to be fine. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think it's good. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Uh, well, thanks for writing to us. Yeah, you want to do uh, one more letter? Let's do Uno Mas. Uno Mas. Hey, Sarah and Marcus. What are we going to call this girl? Um, let's call her Petunia. Petu- she's Australian? That sounds like a name that they would name their people there. Yeah. They're very strange. <laughs> I ask our ragamuffin. Billy Bong. Frogs. Frogs. There are frogs everywhere. <laughs> are there frogs everywhere? There are rabbits. Cane toads. Rabbits. Boy, let's go out and kill some cane toads. <laughs> I love cave comedy radio. It's so great. Yeah, she is a frequent listener. I'm a frequent listener. <laughs> My ancestors were murderers. I'm going to read this one straight. Okay. <laughs> hey, Sarah and Marcus. I am a first-time emailer. Email inner. So I will follow the usual template of email etiquette by first stating how much of a fan I am. I'm a frequent listener to Cave Comedy Radio programs, thank you, such as your podcast, the New York City Crime Report, and I'm enjoying page seven, even though I have little to no interest in celebrities. That's why we do the show. That's the point of the show. Jackie Zabrowski doesn't give a shit about celebrities. I know Molly Neffel. I know more than they do. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't follow this shit either. I'm just a sponge for information. It's beautiful. All right. She says she's writing to ask for some advice. How do you know when you should end a relationship? I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years, and I'm getting pretty tired. I'm not just tired of him, but tired of everyone, my friends, my family, my friends from university, and my coworkers, pretty much the human race. All I want to do is to be left the hell alone. I am no longer interested in human interaction. I thought that maybe I'd been feeling these feelings because I have recently come off my antidepressant medication, Zoloft. My psychiatrist assured me that I was ready to come off and that further usage would be unnecessary. I don't have suicidal thoughts anymore, and I don't feel depressed anymore either. I just want to be left alone, but in this day and age, it is impossible. With high education fees and my part-time dental nurse income, unless I won the lottery, there's no chance in hell that I could move out anytime soon, and I really feel like I'm drowning here, especially seeing as I have semi-overprotective parents. I am half Arab, half Scottish. Woo! What a combo. I've also been diagnosed with vaginismus because of my psychological anxiety, and it has rendered me impenetrable, making it impossible for me to actually have sex with my boyfriend, rendering us frustrated virgins. Having this condition has made me lose all interest in sexual activities and pretty much anything that involves physical affection. I'm not expecting you or Marcus to come up with a solution, but any sort of advice would be helpful. Thank you in advance. You're one of many friends in Australia. Petunia. 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 Just the other day, I was with my girlfriend, who I will call um, Panera. And bread. Panera bread. <laughs> I was hanging out with Panera. It was after a party I had had. We got drunk. And she has vaginismus. And she was telling me that for the past six months, she has been doing physical therapy specifically for vaginismus. It's sometimes called women's health physical therapy or physical therapy for women or whatever. It'll be advertised in that way. Usually the people that are going to be working there are going to be ladies. Mm-hmm. And... It is, um, there's a gynecologist on staff and physical therapists who are specially trained in this kind of thing. So she has pain that they haven't been able to relate to any trauma or anxiety because vaginismus, it's vaginal pain, sometimes occurs because you're like, 
oh, you were raped several times and so you are terrified and mm-hmm. so that is attached to you, that memory is in your body. Other times, it's not that at all. It's just something that happens in the body. Um, and what she has been doing has been going to this physical therapy and they have taught her, they've basically like given her a series of vaginal dilators, which are actually dildos. <laughs> <laughs> and like starting really small to larger, they've taught her different exercises, which she has done with her boyfriend. He has helped. And um, with like one finger, two fingers and different stretches and things. They've taught her breathing exercises and all this stuff. And now she can have sex, mm. which is pretty cool. It's like she's much older than you are. I'd say probably by about 10 years. And it's like opening her whole world up. This is a real thing. Yeah, this girl's 19, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like a real, this is a real thing that can help you. And so I think you should seek it out. I'm not sure what the health service is like in Australia. My opinion, my feeling is probably that there's probably public services and then private services too. Um, So I don't know. I have no idea what what healthcare is like in Australia. Neither do I. I'm just guessing that if you want to, you can go to the public doctor or a pr- pay more for a private doctor. That's yeah. how it is in a lot of these other enlightened countries. Sounds like she doesn't have a whole lot of cash. To Sounds throw like you don't now. have a lot of cash to throw around. But I would really encourage you if you're near a major metropolitan area, I'm sure it would be likelier because it's like this is one of like three places like this in New York City. Yeah. And so if you're near a major metropolitan area, I'm sure it would be a lot likelier. You might even consider. If it's something where you could do a day trip just to do one consult with a doctor, really think about it because I think it could improve your quality of life. I'm not saying it's going to be the answer to all your other problems, but it's like if you're going to struggle with depression, if you're going to have to deal with living at home, if you're going to have to deal with these different factors, you may as well be able to get off. (laughs) And it really can be a great way to relieve stress. Mm -hmm. Um, And so explore that. Talk to your, um, your gynecologist about it. Because this girl I'm talking about could has never been able, used to not be able to get through a gynecology exam. Shouldn't do it. And that's that can be a health danger because you need to check out some stuff, get you know, get your cervical cells scraped. It's fun. Um, so <laughs> she uh, but now she can do it. So it's better for her health. It's better for her emotional, mental health, her relationship. So I would say regardless of whether, you know, this dude is the dude for you, this isn't for him. This is for you. So that's thing number one. I think let's uh, being sex and other human activities, I think it makes sense to address the vaginismus. Now, the not wanting to be around people, it she just wants to be left alone. It's that sounds like I mean, I would guess that she's somewhat depressed, even if she says she's not. Mm-hmm. But I would also guess it's very circumstantial. It has to do with the circumstances in which she finds herself, like her parents are up her ass all the time. Yeah, I'd say it also has to do with being 19. Yeah. I was kind of that same way when I was 19. Like I, And it sounds like she lives at home. Yeah. Uh, and she's been living at home probably in the same place for most of her life. And there comes a time in, in every person's life, or maybe not every person, but in most people's lives, especially if you have a generally curious nature uh, or if you just generally like to see what else is going on in the world, you kind of get sick of the people that you're around all the time like and you kind of get sick of your life it's if it's the same thing like 19 is about the age and i'm just not she's just fucking restless just like a restless kid that wants to get the fuck out there and see other things and unfortunately she she can't right now uh because she says because of you know just she doesn't have the funds to do it uh but i think it's i mean really the only advice i can give is the same advice we give to high schoolers just fucking stick it out man Mm-hmm. Like just stick it out because I, I I relate to this feeling a lot. 
and it was around the time, 19 was around the time that I found, I didn't like abandon my old friends. I still hung out with my old friends, but it was also around the time that I started making new friends. And I started making friends with people that had interests more similar to mine uh, and had kind of a more similar way of thinking and people that could to, that taught me things, people that I learned new things from, and I learned different ways of thinking and different ways of just living life in general, and that helped me out a ton. Like that changed, that changed everything for me when I just kind of found the people that um, I don't know, like just kind of people, like because I'm I'm just a naturally like just intellectually curious person, and kind of always looking for ways to up my mental capacity and like up ways to. To just think differently and to try to, you know, just uh, kind of see the world from as many different perspectives as possible. Uh, so sometimes that does translate me to um, branching off a lot, uh, except recently where now in the last couple of years, I kind of feel like I've found the friends that, you know, I've kind of leveled off on on my friends that I know it's like, okay, these are the friends I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Well, you found your tribe. I found my tribe. As we've said, but as we talked about mm -hmm. before, I found my tribe and I found my people. It took fucking forever to do it. it. took a long time. You know, not to say that, you know, the friends, you know, my friends from back home aren't fucking wonderful and I don't love them to death. I do. Like, they're fucking awesome. And I love going back and seeing them. And I love going back and, and hanging out with them. There's also a reason why I don't live there. Right. You know, there's a reason why I live in New York and why I love living here and, and why I you know, my, I might leave someday. You know, you never know what the fuck's going to happen in the future. Uh, but it, I don't want to leave, mm -hmm. at least not right now. Right. Like, I'm, I'm happy with where I am and the people that I've found. Uh, and I think this girl, she's just feeling restless. You know, I think, you know, a lot of people go through it, and I don't think she should be worried. And I don't think she should feel bad about herself. It's just a part of growing up. I would, if you could, explore diff meeting different people in your own town. Even It might be the kind of town where you literally know every single person, but there might be towns nearby where they have cool stuff that you're into, like gatherings or meetups, stuff like that. Because I think meetups are an international thing. They've got meetups all over the world. Yeah. And concerts are also a great place to meet people. Yeah, I think that you, if you pursue some interests in and around where you live, I mean, think about it. Wouldn't it be worth it, even if it took you driving an hour, wouldn't it be worth it to find a whole new group of cool people to hang out with? Mm -hmm. And that might just open your world up. So, you know, obviously keep seeing your therapist. As far as being with this dude goes, I would say you're going to know when it's time to get break up with this dude. And it, it may be time. It may not be time. I'm not going to tell you one way or the other. Um so long as you continue talking to your friends and your therapist about it, you're eventually going to know when the time is right. Yeah. And he's, you know, and then she's been with this guy since she was 16. It's very understandable. You're that, trying to grow in a that, lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think 19. Yeah, I was I don't I really don't believe that uh, that humans start leveling out until about 27. Yeah. As far as development goes, because every year from shit from like you're a different person at 17 than you are at 16 sure and you're a different person at 24 than you are at 23 oh yeah you know or I'd, at least i think you should be uh if you're continuing growing and i, th I think people once you hit like 27 28 I, I think that's with just from my own experience and from my friends experiences talking to people about this 
I really do think that's when you start leveling out. And until then, it's just a, an extreme amount of just tumultuous change. Yeah. Constantly. And you're you're growing and you're changing. And, you know, I think that um, you'll know when it's right to break up with this dude. But I think there's some other things you can do to make yourself happier in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's our episode. Yeah, I suppose so. I feel like this was a good episode. I feel like so as well. I feel good about it. So do I. Um, you guys, what should we do for our final episode? I want to know. Email cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Like, should we dance? Should we sing? Should we try and have guests in? Should we try and do a little show? Like, what would please you? Also, um, please send us your questions, comments, and concerns. Cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. I am Sarah Benincasa. I'm Marcus Parks. And we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>